0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 930, We at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you.
1: A reading from the prophet Micah. Listen for God's word to you. Hear what the Lord is saying. Arise, lay out the lawsuit before the mountains. Let the bills hear your voice. Hear, mountains, the lawsuit of the Lord. Here, the eternal foundations of the earth. The Lord has a lawsuit against His people. With Israel, He will argue. My people, what did I ever do to you? How have I weary of you? Answer me. I brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron. And Miriam before you. My people, remember what Moab's king Balak had planned and how Balaam, Beor's son, answered him. Remember everything from Shittim to Gilgal, that you might learn to recognize the righteous acts of the Lord. With what should I approach the Lord and bow down before God on high? Should I come before God with entirely burned offerings, with year-old calves? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with many torrents of oil? Should I give my oldest child for my crime, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my spirit? He has told you, human one, what is good and what the Lord requires from you. Do justice embrace faithful love and walk humbly with your god the word of the lord
0: our second reading comes to us from the gospel of matthew listen for the voice that began creation jesus traveled throughout galilee teaching in their synagogues He announced the good news of the kingdom and healed every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread throughout Syria. People brought to him all those who had various kinds of diseases, those in pain, those possessed by demons, those with epilepsy, and those who were paralyzed. And he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from the areas beyond the Jordan River. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up a mountain. He sat down, and his disciples came to him. Jesus taught them, saying, Blessed are people who are destitute, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are people who grieve, because they will be made glad. Blessed are people who are humbled, because they will inherit the earth. Blessed are people who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, because they will be fed until they are full. Blessed are people who show mercy, because they will receive mercy. Blessed are people who have pure hearts, because they will see God. Blessed are people who make peace, because they will be called God's children. Blessed are people whose lives are harassed because they are righteous, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are you when people insult you and harass you and speak all kinds of bad and false things about you, all because of me, be full of joy and be glad, because you have a great reward in heaven. In the same way, people harassed the prophets who came before you. The word of the Lord. Thank you. On Tuesday of this past week, Welsh actor Terry Jones of Monty Python fame died prompting remembrance of his work with the British comedy troupe. Besides being the genius behind the Spam sketch and portraying wise Sir Baderbeer, who claimed that witches weigh the same as ducks, Jones also starred in Life of Brian, that irreverent take on the Gospels as Brian's mother. Standing in A crowd of people gathered around Jesus. Joan's character strains to hear the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount. Speak up! Indeed, no one can make out what Jesus is saying. Blessed are the cheesemakers! The Greek will inherit the earth? Who is that? Oh, it's the meek! An onlooker realizes. Blessed are the meek! Well that's nice, isn't it? I'm glad they're getting something because they've had a hell of a time. <laughs> these words from these words of blessing from Jesus, they do tend to fall on our ears that same way. Oh, that's nice of Jesus to think of them. The poor, the grieving, the righteous, bless their hearts. The peacemakers, the pure in heart, God love them. The humble and harassed, well, how nice for them, since they've had a rotten time. But then Jesus catches us off guard, as he so often does. Just like when you're half listening to a conversation and then perk up, because you've heard your name, our ears come to attention with that last blessing. Blessed are you when people insult you and harass you and speak all kinds of bad and false things about you all because of me. Wait, what? How how did we end up here? I thought that you were talking about other people, Jesus. Well, other people, huh? Maybe. But Jesus was always speaking directly to us. You see, the Sermon on the Mount isn't how life of Brian imagined it, with crowds gathered around Jesus struggling to hear every word. In Matthew's telling, Jesus took one look at the crowds following him and ducked out of sight and up a mountain. When he opens his mouth to speak, it's only to the disciples. We are there too. In this season celebrating the gift of baptism, the waters have claimed us as God's beloved children and have called us to adventures beyond our fears. So now, on the mountain surely we can relax before when we were on the road people wouldn't leave jesus alone begging him to heal their friends and family you never saw so many diseased and demon possessed people in your life and really like, weren't you surprised that they were sick mean, the state of those poor people they looked like they hadn't eaten a decent meal in months. Their clothes were worn and dirty. And the smell. Oh, I know that it's first century Judea and public sanitation really isn't a thing. But woof, if John the Baptist wasn't in prison, I'd send them to him to dunk in the River Jordan. Maybe Jesus isn't bothered by the smell or maybe messiahs don't complain about things like that. What's certain is that Jesus begins teaching us disciples about how he sees those sick and tired people. Blessed, that is, how worthy of honor are people who are destitute those who are so poor that even their spirits have overdrawn the checking account. Blessed, how worthy of honor are people who grieve, who keep crossing paths with sorrow. Blessed, how worthy of honor are people who are humble, those who are trampled underfoot by people more powerful and strong. Blessed, How worthy of honor are people who are hungry and thirsty, famished for daily bread, parched for clean water, longing for things to be made right. How worthy of honor, Jesus says, are the unwashed, diseased crowds who come to me. I don't heal them out of pity, but because they are important to me my Father in heaven. Jesus opens for us an insight that the World Health Organization makes plain. Chronic diseases and poverty are interconnected in a vicious cycle. Sickness and death touches all people, of course, but not equally. Ministering among those desperate families, Jesus understood what one ER physician learned when he was searching frantically for a lost document in the garbage bins behind a San Francisco hospital. When he what he found instead in that mountain of rubbish were crumpled prescription slips that patients had tossed in the hospital trash cans throughout the week. Because why? Would filling a prescription that you can't afford. Jesus, God's love made flesh and blood, affirms the worth of lives considered disposable. But he doesn't stop there. He also extends heaven's honors to those who join him in this affirmation. How worthy of honor are people who show mercy, whom the world judges to be sentimental chumps. How worthy of honor are people who have pure hearts, whose outsides match their insides. How worthy of honor are people who make the kind of peace that feeds people, the kind of peace that gums up the machinery of destruction. How worthy of honor are people whose lives are harassed because they try to live in this way that guards the dignity of every human life. And how worthy of honor are you. You, by name. You, Marie. You, Les. You, Peter. How worthy of honor are you, child of God, not if, when. Look, Jesus, I don't want that. In fact, all of this is starting to feel like a long to-do list. Mercy, integrity, peacemaking, righteousness, risking my good name for your sake. Look, Lord, I know that these are important, but all I can hear right now is my inner voice telling me how I have failed to be kind, how I have failed to make peace, failed to be a witness for you. Friends, maybe you have that inner voice buzzing through your mind too. That voice is paralyzing. How can we even begin to try when we're convinced that we will fail? Voice is demonic even because it distracts us from what God is saying and doing. Take it from the prophet Michael. That last verse in chapter 6, chapter 6, verse 8, about doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly may be all that the Lord requires, but most of the chapter is focused on what God does and what God says. God says, I brought you <coughs> up out of the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of slavery. Remember what Moab's king Balak had planned, how Balaam answered him. Remember everything from Shittim to Gilgal. Remember? I didn't. I had to look those stories up. and Oh, am I glad that I did. I had forgotten how Balaam was hired by the king of Moab to curse the Israelites. But he couldn't, because the Lord's blessing on the covenant people could not be overturned. And I never would have remembered that from Shittim to Gilgal was the route that the Israelites took while crossing the Jordan River into the land that God had promised them. In fact, when they crossed the river, the Holy One parted the water so that they could walk on dry land, just as God had done before. Remember these things, Micah urges. Because God is faithful still. Pay attention so that you can recognize what God is doing and saying here and now. What the Lord requires isn't action alone. If that were the case, then faith would boil down to a checklist in which we come up short every time. Instead, Remember the righteous acts of the Lord. It is the justice that God has given us that empowers our justice-seeking and peacemaking today. It is the faithful love of God that embraces us, that makes it possible for us to embrace others in love. We can walk humbly with God because we don't need to trust our own strength the mighty one has done great things for us jesus knows this he says in the same way people harassed the prophets who came before you remember how god stood by the prophet's side sending ravens to elijah in the desert supplying elisha with an endless supply of flour and oil rescuing jeremiah from imprisonment preserving the prophet's words for us to hear today god is with us rejoice great is our reward in heaven not if but when jesus is opening words in the sermon on the mount And all his words that follow rest on the foundation of God's loyal love. That's why we can find our footing in the kingdom of heaven, where God bestows honor on those that the world is ashamed to claim. So people of God, I ask you, what risk is God calling you to take? What faithful acts of the Lord do you need to recall in order to step out in faith? Perhaps your risk is reaching out to reconcile with a neighbor, making yourself vulnerable. Remember how it feels when grace washes over you, the relief that comes from the truth from telling the truth about what we have done and hearing jesus tell us the truth about who he is and who we are in his eyes perhaps your risk is deepening your discipleship in a culture that is confused about why you would follow instead of forge your own path remember How the Holy One not only freed people from slavery, but promised them with true freedom within relationships of accountability. Recall how Jesus calls ordinary people into this new kind of family. Perhaps your risk is taking a stand for justice, possibly to the displeasure of people who are getting by with the way that things are. Remember what the long told the lot God isn't a man that he would lie, or a human being that he would change his mind. I received a blessing, and the Lord blessed. I can't take that back. Jesus encourages you that blessing remains on you always. Such is the faithfulness of God, whose blessings are forever, whose mercies are new every morning, whose grace is as sure as the sunrise. Such grace. Let us give all glory and gratitude to God, the eternal voice from heaven, the anointed and beloved one, the Spirit moving over the waters, amen.